This is deed is Advent season, a season for spiritual preparation, recollection, and renewal as we make room in our hearts for the Christ child and the love of God. May we also make room for our neighbors, for the stranger, for the other, and for ourselves at God's table. Please stand as we together sing our opening join our hearts in prayer. Gracious God, bless us today and every day with open hearts and open hands. Remind us to celebrate the life we have and share it with one another. Guide us and enlighten us to bring out the good in ourselves. Amen. Please be seated. Today's reading is from Micah, chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. I'll read the Hebrew first. Lama akadem Adonai, ikaf le'elohei marom? 
האקדמאו בהולות, בעגלים בני שנה. הירצה אדוני באלפי אלים, ברביבות נחלי שמן, האתן בחורי פשעי, פרי בטני חטאת נפשי. תגיד לך אדם מה טוב, ומה אדוני דורש ממך, כי אם עשות משפט, באהבת חסד, והצנע לכת עם אלוהיך. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, For the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord requires of you? Only to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Here ends the reading. So my name is Ginny Merrill. I'm a psychologist here at Student Counseling Services, for those of you who don't know me. And for those of you who don't know, um, all of our CLU students here have access to free mental health services on campus, which I think is pretty amazing. And I think it's pretty amazing that this gets to be my work. I have the honor and privilege of uh, bearing witness to the challenges of our students and also witnessing the resilience of our students. So a lot of my work ends up being helping people figure out how they're getting in their own way. And hopefully to stop doing that or do it less or maybe even just become aware that we're doing it. And a lot of us are very skilled at doing this. And there's any number of reasons that that might be true. When Rabbi Bell invited me to speak today, she reminded me the theme of chapel was room at the table. And so I began wondering, what are some of the ways that we might keep ourselves from the table? How do we get in our own way of our path to this table? And I think we can look at this in a number of different ways. I think if we're told that because we are something different, maybe non-Christian, maybe sinners of a particular ilk, that there's not room at the table. And if we do hear that, we internalize that. We internalize that message and we hear that message deeply. And we might wonder, well, am I still welcome at the table then if I have sinned? If I'm not welcome at God's table, where am I welcome? And people can translate that message such that their, their self-worth becomes diminished deeply diminished, and they might make decisions that are inconsistent with their values because, well, why bother? I'm not worth welcoming at the table. And I think sometimes it can be a lack of compassion that contributes to this happening. 
compassion towards others, but certainly compassion, compassion towards ourselves. Compassion towards ourselves isn't something we're necessarily all really great at. So can we learn to have compassion towards ourselves in order to accept our worth at the table? So I was a theology major for about a semester and a half in undergrad, and <laughs> I was very passionate about the topic. I declared like right out of high school, this is what I was going to do. And so I was super excited to take this class um, on Vatican II, which is a council that essentially brought the Catholic Church into the 20th century. Because when I was in undergrad, it was way back in the 20th century. But I had this really powerful moment that I still remember in this class where we're doing a reading and I realized, wow, I don't think I'm Catholic, if this is what it means to be Catholic. In spite of years of Catholic schooling, in spite of being a member of the church since before I was born, and what caused me to question that was this section of the document that detailed who was Catholic and who wasn't, essentially who was saved and who wasn't. And it was really difficult for me to bring myself to believe that a God that loved all his creation would dictate this, that some were deserving and some were not. And that's where I kind of started to get into my own way. And I pulled back from the church, feeling like I wasn't worthy or welcome because I didn't believe in these ways. So I hope that you can hear the lack of self-compassion that I'm having as I talk about that towards myself or that I was. And it took some time and recognition to get back out of my way and honestly being at CLU and seeing how welcoming um, so many are here has made a huge difference in that. So another way that we might get in our own ways is through unbelievably high expectations that we have of ourselves. And this is something that I frequently help students with we have very high achieving students here. And this, as many of you may know and live, can be both a curse and a blessing. So it's easy to conflate success and perfection. Perfectionism is something that I treat pretty commonly and it might sound weird to be like, well, you treat perfectionism like you would treat depression? That sounds bizarre, right? But Perfectionism is good, right? We want to be our best selves. Why wouldn't we want to strive to do that? And really, perfectionism is dangerous and different from striving to be our best selves. Perfectionism can lead to things like depression and anxiety and addiction. Um, Brene Brown is a researcher out of the University of Houston, and she studies things like perfection, uh, perfectionism and things like shame. And she shares that self-striving is self-focused. It asks, how can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. It asks, what will they think of me? If I don't achieve any of those things, then what will they think of me? I have to have all A's. I have to live um, on the right side of a particular highway in a particular part of town in order to be accepted. I have to drive whatever certain kind of car. And if I don't achieve those things, I don't achieve perfection, then I'm not worthy. And if I'm not worthy, I can feel ashamed. But here's the trick. There's no such thing as perfection, right? It's unachievable because it does not exist. But if that's my expectation for myself, what does that set me up for? Essentially failure. I will continue to fail because I can't achieve something that is unachievable. And it's easy to get caught in that trap. We have to learn to be compassionate towards ourselves in those moments when we fall short of expectations. It's much easier said than done. The good news is we will get plenty of practice and opportunities to do this. 
So let's think about the expectations of the season for a second. We have to make the best dish at the office potluck. We have to get everybody the perfect gift while staying wrapped in the holiday cheer as you fight the crowds of other people working towards that same slice of perfection. We have to completely redecorate our homes for each event to achieve the perfect holiday field. You have to find the perfect ugly sweater. This is a very, very long list of perfect things we have to do. So what does it mean if I don't do all those things? What if I can't smile through the inevitable, uncomfortable political discourse that will come up over breakfast with my in-laws? Does that make me a bad person? Or can I remind myself that these situations are hard and that I'm gonna do my best to be my best in those moments? That's self-compassion. So the reading today, in my mind, speaks to expectations. In my religious upbringing, I heard a lot about worthiness, what we had to do to be worthy of God's love, as if there was a question. The most solemn moment of Mass is prior to receiving the body of Christ at communion, when we say the words, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. So there's a chance, right? There's a chance in there of worthiness. And I realized over the years that there were ways that I was keeping myself from the table when I actually was welcome. God says so, but I couldn't hear that. I was very focused on actions. What do I do? What is the stuff that has to get done in order to earn that? Do I have to heal everyone who walks into my office? Do I have to be the perfect wife, daughter, sister, scholar, human? That's very tall orders, right? Impossible orders, because I'm aiming at perfection. We have to try hard to adjust expectations of ourselves and others. There'll be much less disappointment in our lives if we can do that. So then what shall I bring before the Lord to be worthy, to be welcomed at the table? Perfectly set holiday table? Patience of a saint, the perfect Chardonnay, the ugliest sweaters to end all sweaters. When the expectations add up, I think of what must be done. And the simplicity of the answer of the prophet Micah speaks to me. It's not the ritual to perform. It's not what society dictates. It is how we live and how we act in the world. It is three things. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. These are the things that pave the path to the table in my mind. Whoever we are, whatever our background, whatever our story, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Let us pray. Benevolent God, please bless us with sensitivity, kindness, and understanding. Help us seek peace in this troubled world. Give us compassion, open minds, and accepting spirits. Give us strength to endure the hardships. Bless us with healing for physical recovery and spiritual soothing. As we pray to you for your help and guidance, we are reminded of humbleness and loving kindness. Amen. May God bless you for being you, for accepting others without judgment. May God, may God bless you for your kindness, for bringing out the best.
qualities in others. And treating all the most compassionate way. At this special season, holidays, may God's love radiate.